0: Amanda Caldor, a Christian weight loss and life coach in Minnesota, was sifting through her mail in 2019 when she came across a letter urging her to renew her annual business registration with the state. It
1: was my annual
0: renewal for my
1: business which I knew was coming but I opened up the letter and it looked like something I would get from the state. It looked like the state of Minnesota had sent it to me and when you first open it up it It all makes sense. Yeah, you know, I I knew I had to renew. I knew it was coming up. Um, But there was a little voice inside me go, wait, didn't you already do that? (laughs) When you have all these things going on, you're juggling a whole bunch of things at once. You kind of forget what you do sometimes, especially me. And so I'm like, oh, I'll just look at that later. And so I just set it aside for a little bit.
0: Like many business owners, Amanda is passionate about what she does. She quit her job working as a registered nurse and opened her business when she saw an opportunity to help people's overall health by encouraging them to set goals, take responsibility, and be accountable to themselves. One thing she's not passionate about? The paperwork. As a new business owner, it could be confusing. In nursing school, you don't learn how to run a business. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. (laughs) So
1: that is all new. And it was super confusing. Um, I had wonderful mentors along the way to help me out, but I was doing this all myself. This was, there was nobody helping me. I was figuring this all out on myself. So it was interesting. Um, Marketing, setting up the, the financials, all of those things are things that do
0: not excite me. So when she got the official looking notice, she filled it out. But when she went to pay, something about the payment method struck her as odd. Oh, I'm just going
1: to look and see if there's some other way to pay. And when I looked at who to make the check out to, I was like, "Is that the state. That's weird. So then I went to the state and I realized, yeah, no, I really had paid my
0: my renewal already. Amanda did some sleuthing and realized she hadn't filled out the state form. It was from a private company, and she ended up filing a complaint about LLPS, Inc. with the Better Business Bureau. She said to her, the mailing seemed deceptive. I can see that.
1: Yes, they are selling a product or service. For me, it was a service, but it was a deceptive service. I didn't know I was paying them to do it. I thought I was just doing it myself. So that's where the deception comes in.
0: She is one of thousands of people across the United States who have been targeted with mailers from a series of companies owned by some combination of Thomas, Joe, and Stephen Feta. Different companies associated with the three brothers have been soliciting businesses through mailings since 2000. Through their attorneys, the Fetas declined to be interviewed for this podcast. The three brothers owned Mandatory Poster Agency, Inc., which was incorporated in Michigan in 1999. The company later changed its name to LLPS, Inc., run by Joseph and Thomas Feta. Stephen Feta now owns a separate company that has also been accused by attorneys general of sending deceptive mailings, ANS, Inc. The company's mailings typically have a statement on them about how they don't come from and aren't affiliated with a government agency. But attorneys general have described the statement as being packed in with a lot of other text or in fine print. The initial company, the Mandatory Poster Agency, made millions from people who go one step further than Amanda and send their money in. And despite the companies facing a combined 30-plus enforcement actions in 20 states over the last 20 years— the companies are still at it. State authorities from Delaware to Pennsylvania have reached settlements with the companies that in general involve payments from the companies to the states and don't involve any admission of wrongdoing. A 2015 legal attempt by the Feta Brothers home state, Michigan, to shut down the mandatory poster agency failed in court. In its earliest days, the mandatory poster agency was, true to its name, Hawking Posters. You know, the sort of mandatory text pack posters you typically find in an employee break room or in the back hallway that cover a business's legal obligation to inform you about your rights and protections as an employee. In many cases, companies could get them for free through the state. But solicitations from the official-sounding mandatory poster agency, a company owned at various times by the three Feta brothers, were formatted in a way that attorneys general have alleged could be mistaken for a government document. Attorneys general alleged the forms made people think that they had to purchase them or they'd be breaking the law. The Better Business Bureau has fielded complaints against companies owned by the Fata brothers, according to Better Business Bureau serving Western Michigan Communications Director Troy Baker. He said that in general, the complainants say the mailings they got looked like invoices or an official government document.
2: Businesses who are the consumers in this case, they're the ones being targeted, would get these mailings and think they're required to pay this money to this specific company for this product. and. Once they realized that, no, that's not what they were required to do, and this was really a solicitation, it was a piece of marketing and not so much a a notice or an invoice, they became upset. They started making complaints to the Better Business Bureau.
0: It started with workplace posters, but the solicitations from the companies have taken different forms over the years. For a while, mandatory poster agency sold handwashing posters that in many states could be obtained for free and in at least one case weren't required at all. According to a legal filing from the Kentucky Attorney General, in 2006, a letter from the mandatory poster agency stated that, quote, "...state and federal food codes have recently been amended to include a new hand-washing posting requirement. Effective immediately, all food service establishments will be required to post at all hand-washing facilities a poster reminding food service employees to regularly wash their hands." End quote. But according to the Attorney General's filing at the time, no such state or federal requirement existed. The penalties the letter warned of did not exist either, according to the Attorney General's office. The mandatory poster agency doesn't just sell posters. They moved on to selling corporate minutes documents, something many businesses don't need to file. The companies have solicited for businesses to pay for things like annual reports, corporate records, or assumed names. And in various forms, this has landed in my inbox over the years. I'm Emily Lawler, the lead reporter on MLive.com's statewide team. I don't cover business, I don't cover courts, and I don't cover scams. I'm not even a podcaster. I cover Michigan politics and was sort of drawn to investigate this story on accident. Over the years, press releases about the companies from state agencies and the Better Business Bureau have caught my attention. One reporting job ago, I remember getting the first one about a solicitation from Corporate Records Service, one of the names the mandatory poster agency has registered to do business under. I wrote it up and thought, wow, good thing the state caught this. I remember getting a second press release about the same company a few months later and thinking, wait, is this the same thing? I traced it back through state filings to confirm it and wrote it up again. In reporting, it's fair game to write a trend story when something happens three times. But it was probably the fourth or fifth time this landed in my inbox over close to a decade of reporting that I thought, now seriously, why didn't the state stop these guys? I've spent the last year trying to answer that question, but first, I should outline the problem. Like for Amanda, most people interact with companies owned by one or more of the Feta brothers when they get a piece of mail. In legal documents and press releases, government officials have characterized the mailings as everything from deceptive mailings to fraudulent to schemes to scams. Think about the normal advertisement you might get in the mail, say from a home improvement company. You're probably picturing a glossy flyer with pictures of the company's recent work and sales enticing you to buy the product. That's nothing like what you'd get from the Feta Brothers companies. Picture instead a bland piece of mail on plain paper, maybe with block lettering indicating the tax year or a barcode. It's covered in bland, bureaucratic language and lots of fine print. There are fields that look burdensome, and you have to dig up your checkbook and stamps to pay. In terms of the overall aesthetic, attorneys general have alleged it convincingly replicates the kind of paperwork that people and businesses do get from government agencies. Baker said that generally, the language sounds pretty similar, too.
2: They all quote language within state laws that say doing this action is a requirement. It is a requirement to post labor law posters at your office where employees can see them. It is a requirement that you file certain documents every year with your state as part of keeping your LLC active. It is a requirement to do some of these business related things. And there's laws that require that and here are the laws. The problem we get and the complaints that we get is that many businesses see these mailings as not just a, hey, this is a requirement and we can help you out if you'd like to hire us to do that, but as a mailing that says this is a requirement and these are the steps you are required to take and the money you're required to pay me to take care of that. So it's less of a solicitation for help and more of a, a document that's requiring you to take these steps or else you might run afoul of the law.
0: So the complaints the Better Business Bureau typically gets are from people who pay for the service, assuming it's required.
2: That is the majority of the complaints we get are from businesses who feel that they either paid it because they thought they were required to, or they somehow caught it later on before they made the payment, but feel that they had been deceived on the front side when they initially saw it. Their first impression was that this was a requirement of them, and they were about to take action and then thought better of it.
0: And the Fader brothers have taken steps to seem local, like a government agency would be. They rent UPS boxes in capital cities. The checks that come into those mailboxes are promptly forwarded elsewhere. In some cases, the letters were formatted to look like the government forms in that state. Sometimes they used government imagery, like the bald eagle they put on mailings to Iowans in 2012. The name they use sounds local, too. The main company, Mandatory Poster Agency, has registered to do business under more than 80 names over the years. The list reads like a bureaucratic version of the song we use to teach kids the states in alphabetical order. Alabama Council for Corporations, Alaska Council for Corporations, Arizona Labor Law Poster Service, Arkansas Labor Law Poster Service. I'll spare you the rest of the alphabet. In some cases, the product people were purchasing didn't even satisfy state requirements, like the four-page corporate minute documents they sold to Kentuckians for $125 in 2016, which the state's attorney general said in a legal filing, quote, do not satisfy the corporate filing requirements of the Kentucky Secretary of State, nor do they provide anything of real value to the purchasers, end quote. In another example, from a court filing earlier this year, the Tennessee Attorney General said LLPS sent, quote, phony mailers that cite laws and charge $125 to $150 for, quote, the preparation of documents such as corporate minutes or corporate consent records, neither of which are statutorily required to be submitted to the state, end quote. And the thing is, they're getting away with it. Again and again, people are sending off their money. The companies leave a trail of customers who sometimes feel snookered and angry attorneys general in their wake. The companies, through their attorneys, declined to comment or speak with me for this story. The search would take me through court documents, public records requests, people who had sent money to them, spokespeople for a dozen attorneys general, and more attorneys and business experts than I knew existed. I ran into faded memories, lost paper trails records that were too old to get, and a gag order on the subject that made getting information from my home state difficult. But what I pieced together is the story of three brothers who own companies that have spent decades sending arguably deceptive mailings to the United States business community, including business owners like Amanda Caldor. Then I started looking at it more closely. I'm like, because it was
1: just this tiny, fine little print at the bottom Telling you that it wasn't the state, and everything else looked just so official, and then I got mad (laughs) because I'm like, I know other people are following for this because I'm a pretty cautious person, and if I thought this was pretty official, I even showed my husband too. I'm like, I'm not crazy here, am I? And he's like, no. So then I'm like, I can't. I need to go to the Better Business Bureau and put up a review because I. I don't want this to continue to happen in some, you know,
0: small business owner. Just write a, cut a check and not even think about it. Somebody you know has probably gotten a letter from one of their companies. They may have thrown it away, or maybe they sent off the money, not realizing the mailing wasn't from the state. But the next business owner who gets the letter and just isn't sure is going to search for answers, and I want them to find this podcast. I want them to know that the mandatory poster agency has made millions off people just like them, and why prosecutors across the nation haven't put a stop to it. This limited series podcast airs weekly and is available on all podcasting platforms. Next week, we'll trace the entrepreneurial history of the Feta family and find out why now you could get similar business solicitations from two different feta controlled companies. Have you gotten a letter like this, or do you think you've paid companies owned by the Feta brothers? I would love to hear from you. Please leave a voicemail at 616-222-1022. Again, that's 616-222-1022. To read more about the Feta brothers or keep up to date on Michigan news, visit MLive.com. If you value the journalism that goes into stories like this, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and consider becoming an MLive subscriber.